Louder! It is your Lord Scuba Cobra here, the Duke of the Dead, the Prince of the Paranormal, the host with the ghost, your ghost daddy, bringing you episode eight of season two of Somewhat Supernatural. And today's guest is the second half of 50 States of Terror. Last episode, we had his lovely wife on, Kaylee. Today, we have Anthony Diaz on. How's it going, brother? What's up, man? Yeah, I am the other half, the the not so pretty the not so smart uh, other half I, I'm, I'm just you know I, i'm just i'm just there to tell a couple of jokes and in a uh, little a little you know you're the comic relief <laughs> yeah, it's her movie relief. it's her movie and you're the comic relief i get I, it i am I, i'm the sidekick dude and i and i'm and i'm cool <laughs> with that i'm i'm definitely cool with that <laughs> well man so you know we're gonna talk you know just a few texas legends a little bit later on um but I want to give you the chance to, you know, let let people know who you are. Um, and that's why we're here. I, I, you know, Kaylee was was talking about you and, you know, she built you up really big, man. And I know you're doing some big things with, with like writing a book. And have you already written books before? Is this your first book you're working on or? Yeah, this is this is the first book and it's uh, it's already completed and uh, it's it's going uh, for publication. I'm sending out uh, the uh, manuscripts to a couple publishers just to see what what I can what I can get, and uh, that right there is a hassle on itself, man. It is such a it's it's grueling, dude. Especially when you already already got like twelve denial letters, and you're like, dude, you suck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what though, man? I I I kind of get it. I don't. I've never written a book. You know, I, I'm I'm a movie guy. I've I've done a couple of films and stuff, and so trying to get those films out there to try to get somebody to pick them up, I do yeah. definitely understand the, the frustration that it comes with. But, dude, I mean, if I had a publishing company, just from what Kaylee was telling me about your book, I mean, I I'd be sold. You know, but <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and, and so tell us a little bit about you know what what your book is about. Yeah, so uh, it follows uh, two U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, government employees and two or uh, well, three high school students, and uh, they fall, they stumble upon a portal into a parallel universe. And it's in this universe they have cryptids, and uh, and the the main antagonist uh, captures these cryptids and steals their essence and uses them as his own power so like for example like he he would take a chupacabra and he would uh uh steal his essence thus killing the the creature and then inject it into one of his minions or something mm -hmm. and now the minion has the powers of chupacabra you know it could uh it grows long uh talons uh it can uh it become invisible at will uh it, be it has uh, uh enhanced speed enhanced smell things like that and i i follow uh, a lot of the um uh the traditional cryptids that are like sasquatch um the wendigo uh the cactus cat um let's see obviously the chupacabra the thunderbird uh and i i like to take it as a serious scientific approach too because i don't just make up things all the research i've done for the cryptids are are uh, what other cryptozoologists believe that that they can do? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, and the, basically, the story is I, I took it from the stance of myself working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service at the time, and uh, it's just all about conservation and all about uh, helping these these defenseless a animals. So, it, and uh, it goes into the well, the good versus evil type type thing sci-fi fantasy uh I, I meant to have it just a a a fun book just to escape into into my own little world <laughs> you, yeah. you know and and uh they 
in, in, in the parallel universe, there is the secret American government agency that uh, houses the link between that universe and our universe. And oh, you wow. can get recruited into this, this organization known as the Crypt. So okay. They're, they're, awesome. They're crypt, and the book is called Crypt Agents. Uh, it's, uh, it's targeted for uh, young adult. And I, I kind of had it to where I, I, I call it the uh, JK Rowling um, structure. Yeah. So you, you start off book one, you know, and you as a reader, you're following them as they grow up. So you start maybe like, like your freshman year in high school, and then the characters are freshman year in high school. And then upon book four, it gets more, uh, it gets more, um, more deep, uh, yeah. more uh, like uh, this moral standings uh, should i go left should i go right uh is, is, am i conflicted with what am i what i'm doing and uh, as the reader progresses the the story just gets just more intense more intense more intense and may i tell you what the writing is is very therapeutic yeah. editing is it makes me want to like pull all my hair <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's understandable extremely understandable like you know I've, I've written man i can't tell you how many scripts i've written just for like fan films you know because I'm, I'm very big on fan films like i wrote a friday the 13th fan film that just never went anywhere and it was a cool concept that nobody else has ever done and you know right now the the friday the 13th fan film thing is just like so over flooding on you know on youtube like there's so many different friday 13 fan films so i just it just kind of like fell apart you know but trying to actually like go back and you know edit the script to where it's a little bit you know more workable it was man yeah. that was super frustrating so i just kind of was like <laughs> eh, whatever so i i do i do totally get that but man i mean that's such a great concept and it's not it's not something that we've ever really seen or that i've ever seen you know i'm in my school library all the time and i can't say i've seen a book that's even similar to that you know and that's such a cool concept because there are a lot of young adults teenagers that are interested in this type of thing and yeah. they don't have that outreach for that you know they, they don't have a book that they can read and relate to the characters to yeah and i bring in a lot of science into it too like uh yeah. i bring in like time dilation i i bring in a lot of physics uh i bring in a lot of um uh biological science uh just to just to just to keep it true to what i wanted to do it was to to have this fantasy where a mundane you know u.s fish and wildlife service federal employee pushing paperwork get sucked into this fantastical world of cryptids and uh and now is in charge of protecting them it's, it's one of those things are like when i was writing it's like man i wish this was real mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh and you never yeah, know so <clears throat> it could be real it could hey, be I, real and that's why it, you keep getting the denial <laughs> letters because they don't want to make it publicly known they i know and know. I, I have that that small thing in, in the back of my head that's saying they're a part of it they're a part yeah. of it yeah you know uh yeah so yeah. that's awesome man like I, I i love that and you're actually like my first guest on that actually has something going like that and that's 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 really cool man and i really hope one day i get to actually buy that book and be like look like i interviewed this guy this is awesome. <laughs> you know? i hope so man because it's always been a dream of mine i i i've i've always wanted to be a writer since i was like i remember i was i was on a the school bus uh my my sophomore year of high school and i took out my notebook and I, I saw my classmates and how like the the hair was bouncing off the 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 bus and the windows were down the wind was coming in so i just started writing and it, it everything just started making sense and it was yeah. like I, I i like to do this and and uh, i i am on uh vocal.media you can search for me on anthony diaz uh i i do have a blog too uh, if you go to my facebook page at author aj diaz uh you can see all of my stuff all of my short stories uh, i write horror too awesome uh yeah uh i i love to write horror um it's one of those things to where when you write sci-fi and fantasy horror is not that far off yeah 
you, you know, it's just you, you take something that you think that is that is like fantastical, like a, a, a magical place, and you just twist it to where you think it's even just scary or yeah. and or demonic. And and when I was writing some of the short stories, it I, I felt like I was almost scaring myself and it felt fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. felt I really mean, and- cool. That's that's I mean, as you know, as a writer, because like I said, I have written things, written stories, and I I wrote a story, you know, and I love horror. Horror is my thing. That is my yeah. that is my thing. I love anything horror. I consume <clears throat> all things horror. And one of the first things I ever wrote was back in high school. You know, I, back in high school, when I was in high school, I, I was this, you know, kid that was trying to be a kid that I wasn't. You know, I was hanging out with with people that really weren't my friends much um, but i wanted to live that kind of lifestyle you know i I was infatuated with the gangster lifestyle but that wasn't me so i would sit at home and i would write stories about my real group of friends but all of my stories were like fucked up stories man because they were like (laughs) horror stories like i wrote a the the first thing i wrote and i actually turned it in to my teacher and i I, my grandma still has this this paper that i gave my teacher I had to write, we had to write a short story. So I wrote a short story and it was about me yeah. and my friends. And when we graduated and how we rented this condo out on the beach and we saw this weird green glow. And basically it was like, we graduated, boom, zombie apocalypse starts happening. Oh my and God. Like, awesome. <laughs> I'm killing my friends off. Like my best friends I'm killing off in this story. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with it? I got an A on the paper and it was my first A ever in school. And so but she was like, what, what, what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, what is it like weird? And she's like, no, like it was such a good story. I wanted more because the, the way the, the way the story begins, it's me sitting in a closet, writing down, you know, trying to scribble down what happened in case anybody finds my body. And you hear like zombies banging on the fucking door. The way the story ends is me running into that closet and everything coming full circle. And she was oh, like, dude. I wanted more. Like, I wanted to know, did you die? What happened? I was like, well, I don't know. I just, that's just what I wrote. And then I ended up writing like this long ass, like three part story where, and it just got out of hand. Like it got like so out of hand. Cause I was watching films like Return of the Living Dead and yeah, Return yeah. of the Living Dead part two. And so it just like got all like completely out of hand. And it just started like the first two parts were great. And the third part was just like a fucking train wreck with, the military and all this other random weird <laughs> shit that I was just like, fuck it, let's do it. But yeah, but how, but how awesome is that feeling though? Because like, I, I was kind of the same way. I, you know, I had pretty good grades, but I didn't get compliments on mm-hmm. my math or my, or my science. I got compliments on, on my writing. Yeah. And, and I didn't realize that until like much, much later in life. Like, like I wrote the book, uh maybe five years ago and you know it's still not published but you know but going and and you research like how long it probably does take to get published and it takes a while some people get it like that some people it takes you have to get an agent an editor and things like that dude for you i want to know man how did that feel getting that a it was great, man, because like I said, I was one of those kids. I was a bad kid in school. Like I skipped all the time and the part and and it always sticks out to me. My English two teacher, I and I cannot remember her name. She freaked out because, you know, we didn't have the star test back then. We had the toss test. Oh, so, oh yeah. Y'all did. <laughs> yeah. So we did. Well, yeah, me. So we we took the toss test and there was a writing portion of the test and I was just I don't even remember what the hell I wrote about the highest you could get on. It was a four. Yeah. I got a fucking four. And they were like, how did you get a four? And I'm like, Oh, I don't fucking know. Cause I never did my work. I didn't, I didn't do shit. Like <laughs> I did nothing in school. And so to get that affirmation from my teacher was, it was a great feeling. You know, it was, it was like, nobody had ever told me, Hey, good job. You yeah. know? And yeah, that yeah. still sticks with me. I'm about to be 40 on Tuesday. And that still sticks with me to this day as a 40 year old man that when I was 17, 16, 17 years old, somebody told me, Hey, good job. You know? And and I mean, that's, it's a great fucking feeling, you know? And and there's no doubt in my mind, you're going to get published, man. And like I said, it's going to be fucking awesome when you do, (laughs) I can't wait, but thank you. dude. Let's move on. Let's move on from there. 
So I want to just give a quick shout out to Brody Kane all the way from Australia in the chat as always. Shout out to your wife, Kaylee. She said, who's that hottie? I think she's talking about you. She's talking about you. Definitely talking about you. <laughs> I think he's talking about the, the puck wedgie behind me. Yes, I was about to, And I was going to ask you about that. Like, what is that monstrosity? Because I did have a dream about something like that one time. And yeah, that's kind of creepy, except mine was more uh, humanoid and it had clothes on. But that face is very similar to, oh, to this yeah. one dream I had. So I had this dream one time and I, I can remember 98% of my dreams. So I have this dream and this creature that looks very similar to what's behind you, except she has it's a female. She has a black kind of cloak on. I'm kind of resembling like the uh what is it the wicked witch in uh snow white yeah yeah you know, yeah sure it's sure. all like in witch form look kind of like that but her face looked like that and she said if i ever said her name out loud i would die so to this oh. day oh i have never God. said her name out loud <laughs> i know the name i could say the name right now but i will not risk it because of the fact that i that i still remember that fucking dream so That's I will crazy. never say her name, never say her name. But let me ask you, have you ever experienced anything paranormal in your life? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I was born in in Texas, uh, but uh, my father was a military man. <clears throat> so I left with him wherever he went. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the the most like craziest place i've ever been to was japan i lived in japan for three years and i remember i remember in japan uh there was this uh small little alleyway where it was because if you if picture japan in your head like on on animes and uh there's a small little alleyway and there's and there's shops on both ends and there's food everywhere yeah it's it's, it's just like that you know yeah. and uh, this is in uh naho naga this is this is like the two capitals in okinawa where uh, where i was and me and my friends you know this is back in the 90s too so like so it didn't matter what time we came home you know this is you know i was responsible enough to go out and come back like around you know, nine o'clock at night. And my parents were like, okay, we can go to bed and tomorrow morning, you just, you know, you just be cool and you'll be fine. Well, we were walking in this, in this alleyway and everybody, it, it looked like everybody was starting to just get freaked out. Right. Everybody who was in the alleyway, uh, turned to one side, looked down the alleyway, turned around and went inside of their, of their, you know, either houses or restaurants or whatever. And it was yeah. just us and my friends, it was me and my friends. And at the end of the, of the alley, I swear to you, it looked like this, this black figure that had these, uh, like or not orange, I'm sorry, uh, grayish orbs. And it was, it wasn't standing. It was just kind of like floating mm -hmm. about maybe, about 30 yards away from us and then we were just staring at it and then it just kind of just went away and oh, yeah and i was maybe like 12 or 13 years old and i remember my friends saying like like uh you know what the hell was that blah 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 you know what, what was that and then maybe like five minutes later people started coming out of their houses and keeping going back in the in the in the alleyway and uh, one of my friends spoke Japanese, so he was so he was translating what, people, what, what they were saying, and like, and they were telling us Americans to to go away because the the demon is coming after them because of us. And I'm like, oh shit, shit that scared the shit out of me. My dog just scared the <laughs> fucking piss out of me. Oh my god, Toby, holy shit! I was like yeah. in the story, like I was in the zone, and I was picturing it in my head, and my dog just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, and imagine like four four 12 year old 13 year old kids who are you know in a foreign country and like they're telling us hey get the fuck away because a demon is going to come come get you because you know because you is you know you're not welcome here things like yeah. that and like that was my first ever experience with with like something that i could not explain you know because yeah, the way it, the way it looked was was yeah. just like a a, a figure and yeah. and you, you can i kind of see an outline uh, and, but it's just these, these grayish, you know, eyes 
staring at you and then just like poof just went away wow that's yeah so like with places like and i always say this because you know i i'm on a paranormal hunting team or paranormal team and so we always joke about like going to mexico and doing investigations in mexico and i'm like yeah well you know we gotta worry about the cartels but not just that like my biggest thing is I I just don't feel comfortable doing a paranormal investigation in Mexico just because of the way I was raised. But anytime I see yeah. videos that come out of like Iraq or Iran or videos that come from from the other side of the world, especially Japan, anytime I see anything paranormal, I don't question it because I feel like there's so many things that happen and in, in the culture there is so old that yeah. I, I believe it 100%, you know, and do people fake stuff? Of course, people fake stuff all the time. Right, right, right. I just, I don't know, man. There's just something about older countries that just terrify me. Gin, see, yes, Kaylee. Kaylee said the gin. The gin scared the shit out of me. You, you see, uh, I grew up Catholic. Yeah, so, as did I. As did I. So, and I grew up Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. And there is a lot and i mean a lot of this spiritual heaven and earth angel demon uh the 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 evil man is going to get you in some in some way in some type of form the the yeah. devil takes all forms and it's going to and uh when that is ingrained into your head you know when someone tells a story about them seeing a ghost or them possibly seeing a demon or them being possessed, uh, like it it hits to the core because like you 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 kind of understand just a little bit more about it than than say someone who who doesn't who didn't raise wasn't raised Catholic. Yeah, you know yeah. it's that it's that inner that inner thing inside of you that said that says like that is pure evil manifested. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you and know? that's how I felt because the, the very first experience I ever had um i shit man i had to have been like maybe four or five years old i was not old at all and it the, it was the very first time i ever saw the hat man i don't know if you've ever heard of that entity um but it was the very first time that i saw that shadow figure and i was wide awake and my cousin was sitting right next to me and we were watching michael jackson's thriller and i just got this weird feeling and i turn around and i look out the back window and it was their backyard and then a cornfield because the neighborhood we grew up in was three streets surrounded by cornfields. And I lived on the third street. They were on the first street. And so their backyard was the cornfield. And I see this shadow figure standing there and there's smoke coming out of the ground. And I just remember the detail of what he was wearing, even though he was just solid black, I could see the collar of his trench coat. I could see his fedora style hat, like a detective. Like he looked like, like a 1920s detective or 1940s detective, you know? And so I saw that entity freak the fuck out. My cousin went out there, you know, our older, my older cousin went out there after we told him what was up. And then he, you know, he didn't find nothing. There was nothing out there. So they just chalked it up to my imagination. But then a few years later, I see it again. And I told my mom and, nothing they just chalked it up to my imagination and then at, when i'm an adult i'm in my 20s i'm an admin on a page on facebook called corpus christi paranormal stories yeah and this lady turned in uh or she sent us a story or you know something that had occurred and then she sent a picture of what her son had seen and it was the exact same thing and i'm what? like holy shit i'm like <clears throat> oh my god like i've seen this thing like all these memories start coming back of you know when i started having sleep paralysis and I would see this thing. And so I posted it and people were like, Oh, that's the hat man. That's the hat man. Never heard that name before in my life. So I Google come to find out this thing has been seen around the world for years and years and years. It's, it's just this thing that watches people and it's always described the same tall, slender with a hat looks like a detective. Some people say he has red eyes. I, I personally never saw red eyes anytime that I've seen this this entity um but yeah so that that is what pulled me into wanting to do what i do now with the podcast and you know with the the paranormal investigation team um so that's really cool that you had an experience also too that kind of turned you to go this route with doing something like that like like what we do now 
Yeah, I've I've always believed because I, I believe I believe in aliens. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I believe I believe in the paranormal. Um, you know, and I believe in in cryptids and, and things like that because, you know, especially when you talk about things like like aliens and so and people are like, well, why do you believe in aliens? It's like how 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 can you know that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different galaxies just like just there and not believe that one of them has has some type of intelligent life yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. that's 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 so that's so self-centered of thinking of you to even to think about that um yeah but uh the the when i was uh in my tw- uh, i'm sorry when i was in my late teenage years i went to uh our lady of the lake university in san antonio texas another catholic university Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my one of my friends actually caught photo evidence of a a, a paranormal experience. And so like there's this hall that connects um, the cafeteria and the old nuns uh, quarters. Mm-hmm. And so it, it said that sometimes uh, if you just stare at the window, you'll see this 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 nun figure just glide across yeah. like, and not like walk, but just like glide across yeah and i sh- i shit you not man like uh it, it was it was like a, a a fall night and they just stood there in the courtyard had their camera the old, old school camera too man and took a picture and sure as shit there is like this this figure in a, a halibut and it's just there in the middle as it's walking across and like and it, it's dead at night too and yeah no one's allowed inside those buildings not, not even the nuns can go can go inside in that area yeah and uh it just always freaked me out because when he when he was showing us this this printed picture uh because you know back then we didn't have these, these badass yeah, phones or whatever. yeah yeah <laughs> so when he was showing us this printed picture we're all like what the fuck did holy shit like, that's insane like oh my god yeah and i feel like old older technology <laughs> shows us more because you have a lot of you know a lot of like famous pictures that were taken way before the digital age and that show uh what is it, the lady of brown hall or something like that oh yeah sure. England. man yeah. that is that picture i remember there was a book in school that i would always get when i was in like elementary and that was like one of the pictures in there and it just always creeped me out and the, it, i've i've always been always just the just the paranormal and the unknown and they just always have stuck with me i even remember the first time i ever heard of the chupacabra my grandma used to watch this show on uh, the spanish station and i came home from school and it was called primer impacto that's the name of the show and okay, they were yeah, talking yeah. about they were talking about the chupacabra and i'm like what the hell is this <laughs> and I'm sitting there and they're showing these goats that had holes in their neck and they didn't know what did it. And then they started saying, and that was when this boom happened with Chupacabra sightings. And I swear to God, to this day, I saw me and my buddy Steven saw a goddamn Chupacabra. And I know it was a Chupacabra because we saw these red eyes that were not like any animal we had ever seen before. And right. it Hell smelled yeah. horrible. Like it was it didn't smell like death. You know how when there's like a dead animal, it was I, I can't even explain the scent. It was like death times a thousand. It was just bad. We were like, how, how far hell? away? How far away was it for you to smell it? Man, it, we weren't we were maybe like 15 feet away, but oh, it shit. was dark. It was dark. And we were because we were, you know, we were going home or whatever. And there was just street lights. And this was in the same neighborhood where I saw this fucking hat man figure. But this was like years later. We were teenagers already. And we're just walking. We're like, what the hell is that smell? And we look over and there was a fucking shed. The shed was open. And we just saw this, like, these eyes just fucking like, and then it it bolted. It was like a shadow, just boom, gone. And we were like, what the fuck did we just see? And then the smell was gone. (laughs) And we were like, did you see that? And he's like, yeah, I saw that. And he's like, you saw that, right? I was like, yeah, I fucking saw that. Like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm going home. I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going home too. So went home and just fucking chalked it up to, you know, maybe it was a possum or some shit and the light like reflected off the eyes or some shit. But I'm, and I swear to this day, it was a goddamn chupacabra. I know it was a fucking chupacabra that we fucking saw. Jeez, man. Do you like now I'm now I follow like a bunch of TikTokers who are 
uh, like amateur cryptozoologists mm-hmm. and theorists. And there's a, a ton, a ton of video that's there. And I, at some of them, you can tell like, like, nah, that's, that's, that's bullshit. That's fake. You know, it, that's just good editing or your good, uh, that's just good camera work or prop work or something, you know, yeah. but there's a couple in there. You're like, I have absolutely no idea what that was. Yeah. But holy shit, that looked real. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and like I told, like I told Kaylee, I, I'm a believer, but I'm also a skeptic. Oh, so of course. Yeah. I, you, you, know, have, you to have to be skeptical. You have to be. You have you to have rule to. out every logical reasoning for what you saw before you can be like, okay, I don't know what the fuck that was. You know what I mean? And so when we go on our investigations, we're going to Yorktown Memorial Hospital next next Saturday. We're hitting that place up again. And last time we were there, I got scratched on the face while I was on Facebook Live, which freaked me the fuck out but i had to play it cool because you know i'm scuba the paranormal investigator i have to you know can't freak out but there's it's it used to be a catholic hospital so yeah we were in the chapel and i just was there sitting there on one of the pews and one of our guys started feeling bad and my face just started getting hot and i didn't touch my face nothing i'm holding the camera like this and i'm like joe come shine the light on my face he shines a lot on my face and you see fucking three scratches down the side of my fucking face. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. shit. Yeah. But there's supposedly there's a nun there. There's a spirit of a nun that doesn't like people who have tattoos. And if you have tattoos, she comes and she fucks with you. So I was like, OK, well, was this the nun that scratched my face because she didn't like my tattoos? Or is there something else there? Like it, it's I couldn't. I didn't touch my face. There's no way. Like there was no other logical reason I should have these three scratches on my face other than the damn ghost scratched my face. Because do, do you do you do that thing where you when you leave uh, a paranormal investigation where you 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 bless the items and the the outside door and yourself as you leave so you don't carry that shit with you? So I so the guys don't but I always have protection on me and I always cleanse myself. Now, if it's like a super aggressive investigation, then, you know, usually they're like, Hey, can you, can you do a cleanse and, you know, make sure that we're good. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of the places that we go though, ask that we do not do any kind of blessing to the building itself. So it's just, you know, before we ever set foot in the vehicle, everything's open, cleanse ourselves, the equipment, everything that's there just to make sure that nothing follows us. Now, when we went to Goatman's Bridge, we took a piece of the Goatman's Bridge because we wanted something to follow us because we got absolutely no activity there. Nothing happened. So we were just kind of taunting this entity to come and do something. And I still have the piece of Goatman's Bridge in my in my, uh, in my my bedroom. But we, we do like to take things from investigations. Of course, we asked beforehand, but... We do like to have little souvenirs and stuff. Just nothing for me personally. I've never had anything follow me home just because I am usually safe when we do this. Uh, when we when we did House of Rock, something followed me back because I didn't think anything of it because we didn't really have anything happen. But yeah. House of Rock used to be the first morgue ever in Noises County. Really? Yes. Yes. That's where they used to have the House of Rock was the very first morgue in Oasis County. So we went. We were the first ever paranormal team able to investigate. And it was cool. Like we were down in the basement and, you know, there there's uh, actual, you know, there's actual evidence proof of, you know, that this used to be the morgue. And you can look up and see how, you know, people died and stuff. And so we did get one thing and the, it said that the name was Andrew and that he drowned. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. We just chalked it up to maybe, you know, we picked up a radio station or something. So a few mu- a few weeks later, my son sends me a picture. He's like, dad, what the fuck? And it's a fucking kid's footprint in the middle of my kitchen. But it's a wet footprint. Like, it, oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, dad, <laughs> what the fuck? He's like, I just woke up. We don't have little kids. You know what I mean? My my youngest is 16. We don't have any little kids. And my daughter was at school and I was at work. So I check my surveillance camera and there was one picture taken right over here 
in this area over here and it looks like a leg and that's it. So I go back to that timestamp to see if anybody walked by or anything and there was nothing on the video. But that what? one snapshot that the, that it took, <clears throat> you sure as shit see a fucking leg and that's it. It's just like the one leg of somebody walking that way. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I come home and I, I go live on Facebook and I start doing a, a, you know, a little, little session and I'm getting intelligent answers. Every question I'm answering the, the damn ovulus is going off, giving me intelligent answers. And I'm like, okay, something's here. Like there's definitely something here. So I cleansed the apartment and we were good after that. Do you, do you think that uh, some people are, are touched that they can, they can see, they can interact and others aren't. Because like what's what's weird is like when I when I first saw that in in Japan like uh, we were all like twelve years old so it could have been like like it, nothing right yeah but I didn't see the one over in at at uh, at Arley Lake University my my friend did but like I don't necessarily uh, see them often nor like feel the presence yeah but like sometimes when when they're when there's something off you do feel that kind of yeah definitely uh, hair in the back of your mm -hmm. your your neck starts to go off but yeah. i think it's more in other people than there's like than and i definitely believe person. that i do definitely believe that and i feel like children especially because they still have that innocence and so i feel like children can see more and feel more than we do as adults because as we get older we just kind of we become numb to the world you know, if you think about oh, things, yeah. if yeah. you think about things that we used to worry about as a kid, we don't worry about them as much. You know, I used to be scared to walk to the damn kitchen in the dark. I don't give a shit. It could be pitch black. I'm going walking to my kitchen. I'm getting me some water, you know, but where do those fears come from? Why did we have them? Because I, I, and you know, this is just my opinion. I feel that a child is more in tune to things of that world because maybe they came you know what i mean when we're born who knows who knows if we're just recycled souls or something you know and everybody has different opinions on what occurs after we die i i'm a very big believer in reincarnation and i'm not saying everybody is reincarnated as a human there could be other things that you know we get split up into or whatever but because children may have been somebody else maybe that's why they see things that we can't see um, right. But there are also adults that are more in tune, but there's a lot that are fucking bullshit, man. Like, I don't believe fortune tellers, things of that such like, you know, you want to do card readings. Hey, that's cool. I don't believe in that type of thing. Um, but I know if I walk into a place and I'm not saying I'm in tune with this or in tune with that, but I can tell you if I walk into your house and I feel weird that your house is probably fucking haunted. You've probably had some kind of weird shit happen in your house that you can't explain, you know? Right, right. And, and there are some people like that. I mean, and uh, there are some people that can still see. And we may just think of them as crazy, you know? L look at some of the stuff that, that was in the Bible, you know, a talking bush or burning bush or whatever it was, you know what I mean? And, and if somebody were to say that now or, you know, say, oh, God talks to me, we just chalk it off as, eh, you need to get on some meds or something, you know? <laughs> but yeah, for me, I, I, like I said, even with things like that, I'm skeptical, but on both sides. So could it be? Yeah, it could totally be that. But we're just diagnosing it as something else. We're saying, oh, well, you know, this person that says he's been to this dimension and traveled through this, traveled through there, he's just crazy. Right. But his brain just may work differently and be on a different wavelength than what everybody else is tuned to. So this guy's seeing things that nobody else is seeing. Yeah. Like, uh, like, first of all, like, how do you explain your scratches? How do you explain that water print on your house? Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I remember reading a book when I was in the Marines uh, about uh, seal training and how seals can, can train their mind to go to a completely different place when they are submerged in ice cold water for, you know, for so long, yeah. you know, they, they don't, they don't become hypothermic, you know, as, as someone else would be while they're dunked in a, in a cold 
ice bath, you know, it's, it's just something about the way that they can just do it with their, with their mind and that's trainable. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm on the same boat. I think some, some people can just access some type of thing that not the average person can. Uh, and, and it's ex- extremely interesting too, when you, when you talk about uh, some people's experiences with the paranormal because some are just you see it and it's gone yeah and like in your case they they actually interact yeah and it it gets it gets in depth and it becomes personal you know and and that's that's the really freaky shit is when it when it becomes personal yeah and that's that's nuts man you know i i there's this movie called a ghost story with Casey Affleck. Have you ever seen that flick? I have not. No. Okay. Watch it. It's, it's weird. It's such a weird flick. I thought it was going to be like a scary story and it's not, it's this like really artsy kind of story about what happens when you die. And basically, so at the beginning of the movie, all this weird shit's happening. Right. And I'm totally going to fucking ruin the movie for you, but it's still cool. Fucking watch it. It's it's, it's dope. (laughs) But all this paranormal stuff is happening. His piano's playing by itself. Like there's things moving, there's bangs and stuff. Well, he ends up dying and he becomes a ghost, but it's cool because it's, um, it's not like him. It's a ghost in a sheet. So he's a traditional looking ghost under the sheet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, (laughs) Then, you know, time starts going by. His wife moves on. He's stuck in the house. So time's just going, 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 going until finally it's the future. And he's on top of this, you know, high rise building that was built where his house used to be. And he jumps off to try to commit suicide. So when he jumps off, he's back in the past, still as a ghost, still in his white sheet. And then time starts moving forward. And it's basically a time loop. So he's sitting at the piano in his house trying to make contact with himself banging trying to warn himself about how he's gonna die oh man yeah so it's (laughs) dude i just got goosebumps because it's such a it's such a trippy movie and i start thinking dude what if what if that what if that's how it is and the things that we do experience are us trying to get our own attention you know we're stuck in this time loop after we die watching our lives go on trying to interact with ourselves and i'm not saying everything is like that because you know you do have other paranormal things that occur but what what stuck in my head one time and and what made it real for me my dad and i were sitting on the couch and i was playing final fantasy 8 and i was on the last boss and it was like three o'clock in the morning i'm playing the fuck out of this game trying to trying to beat the last boss and my dad's sitting there watching me and he's laughing because i'm getting all pissed off and there's a bang on the front door, like boom, boom, boom. My graduation picture fell off the wall at, at how loud the knock was. My grandma didn't mm-hmm. even wake up and she's usually a light sleeper and she didn't wake up at all. So my dad opens the door thinking it's his friend, opens the door and nobody's on the porch. So we're like, what the fuck? So I'm like, okay, it's gotta be Juan, his friend. I was like, he's, he's, he's fucking with us. You go out the front door, I go out the back door. He's probably hiding behind the car or something trying to scare us. So I go outside the back door with the broom. And as soon as I walk outside, my dog is barking. My dog was barking, barking, barking. And yeah. he was tied up in the front yard. And my, I go around the car. And my dad goes around the car. And there's nobody there. And we're like, what the fuck? And the back gate was locked. And the front gate was closed. And I'm like, dad, Pee Wee started barking as soon as like we came outside. Like he, We would have noticed him barking if somebody was at the front door. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Let's just go back inside. So we go back inside and my grandma came out and she's like, what are y'all doing? I was like, well, somebody knocked on the door. There was nobody there. And she just went, I told you to go to sleep. And I was like, man, how do you just chalk that off to just, you know, go to sleep? So I stayed up until the sun came up. But then there was another occurrence that had occurred with my brother and I were sitting on the bed in my room and the windows were open and we heard clear as day, Eric, like my dad was outside the window whispering. Oh, shit. So I go out on the front porch to look over because where the front porch is, you could look over and see, you know, right there in in my room, there was nobody out there. And then my dad pulls up because he had just got home from work. So when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, 
what if that was like my dad's spirit like fucking with us like throughout him being in the loop already you know what i mean yeah or, yeah yeah or was it me <clears throat> fucking with myself trying to get myself's attention like so I, it's it's a trippy movie man watch it and you're gonna be like what because and like i said it's not a scary <laughs> movie at all man and i may have told you the end or you know the the big cliff hanger but it still doesn't ruin the movie it's such a good flick man and like, it just makes you think and i've never seen a movie like that before that that was a scary movie slash ghost story that actually made me think and yeah. it just opened this whole new realm of what ifs in my head you know um yeah it's fucking insane i, I don't know yeah, man that 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 goes into uh, uh an interesting theory that i heard about about uh um like what we perceive as ghosts uh that that what is spot on to what you're saying is, is that what we see is just another another time loop yeah. That, that bleeds into into ours yeah. and then it just it just goes it goes away and yeah. <clears throat> when i read that on reddit i was like man that's that's kind of trippy man that's that's that is trippy yeah it's extremely <clears throat> trippy because then you think okay well how many times does this loop over how many and then you have the intelligent responses that you get when you're doing these things yeah so exactly are exactly. they saying you know seeing the same thing they're like oh shit like i'm talking to a ghost you know so yeah. it, it's man it's just it's mind-blowing and that that's what i love about the paranormal is that we don't know and then like ufos the government flat out said yep ufos are real and we're yep. still just like <laughs> aliens aren't real um motherfucker they just flat out told us aliens are or not aliens but ufos are real i mean what the hell man it, it, there's just so much we don't know we know more about space than we do our own planet they may be living in the oceans right now and we don't know nothing about that yeah how crazy is that fact like we know yeah. more about space than we do the deepest part of our ocean yeah and i mean and <laughs> like i said who knows they may be down there already like i've i've seen videos like navy videos that show this thing floating and you see you know it takes off and you see jets chasing it and it just goes underwater and yeah. okay cool like have, have you have, have you seen that um uh oh man i forgot what or i got it from i think i got it from tiktok actually um it, it's a it's a declassified fbi file on uh on tesla on Nik nicholas tesla. Nikola tesla yeah and and in and in the declassified file uh it has that uh nikola tesla is actually from from venus from mars oh venus was it venus or mars oh venus yeah i venus. think it was yeah i think it was venus yeah and that his assistant collaborated like with with him it was like yeah he is from venus like and and he's he's no shit a uh, uh an alien from, from another planet coming yeah. coming here and um and i was at first when i saw it i was like that's gotta be bullshit right yeah it's gotta be bullshit so i looked it up and no it's it's there <laughs> it's legit man i mean but it's up to us to believe it or not you know and and yeah. we're just so indoctrinated with no this is the way things are keep your blinders on and i i just there's just so much out there man and yeah so much dude you know when people do like dmt they have this like otherworldly like experiences and stuff and you know they, they yeah. do the ayahuasca and have this just like mind opening thing because they see things that you normally can't see we don't i mean even our brains man what what is it that we use like 10 percent of our brains like fuck. oh right right uh and uh, again uh i wish i could recall like this uh so like we we don't necessarily use only 10 percent of the brain we use you know the all brain capacity of yeah. like it's just it's just the function the function of the brain going at at that pace it is one time we only use a small portion of it yeah not only using 10 percent. it's like if we like unlocked different parts of the brain like people who, who are right and left brain can do like multiple tasks yeah. and are you know uh savants in their own field like music or art and things like that yeah yeah uh yeah so that it, it makes me want to believe like uh that movie limitless where you can get that pill oh yeah, to unlock man. everything <laughs> man <laughs> yeah definitely uh, that'd, that'd be, be dope that'd be dope <laughs> yeah that'd be fucking it. so kaylee said um wrong boys are from jupiter because i guess we get much stupider i guess <laughs> <laughs> so 
we've touched on, you know, UFOs and our own experiences and stuff. Um, so growing up, you know, Hispanic, growing up here in Texas, we have a lot of tales that were told to us, you know. The oh, yeah. The cuckoo is going to get you. What is the cuckoo? Some kind of boogeyman. You know, every, yeah. every family has a different version of the cuckoo. Yeah. But it all came from somewhere. You know, I feel that anything like that, especially something that's been carried on so long, had to have some kind of like logical explanation to begin with. Um, but one of the ones that I have had an episode on before, and I just want to get your thoughts on it, is a lechusa. Have you ever seen one? Do you believe in them? As a cryptid guy, what do you think? So uh, I honestly didn't know what it was mm-hmm. because it it goes it coincides so much with the Thunderbird. Yeah, you know. Uh, but when you have the 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 story of the the woman who can turn into this this uh, uh, horrific uh, owl, um, that that makes me believe that there is a a kind of a parallel between the indigenous peoples of the time mm-hmm. and their story of the thunderbird and you bring in different cultures uh and who who believe in large cryptic animals and then you throw in this this uh this evil woman into it and you merge all three together, I think it makes a great story. Do I necessarily believe that it's that it's true? Like, I want to say, deep in my heart, I want to say yes, absolutely. But I think this this goes into the paranormal and not the and not the the cryptid side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because because you have to have a, a a that walk that fine line between like what is what is defined as a cryptid well the cryptid is 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 a a species of animal that you can either uh prove or not that disprove that it exists uh and you find evidence and whatnot um all the stories that i've read it, you know, it just firsthand accounts. There's, there's, I, I want, I want more, I want more in-depth, uh, firsthand accounts in order to, to say that, yeah, that thing is legit. That thing is real. You know, yeah, yeah. But I love it, dude. I love the story, man. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and so, I, I have seen lechuzas, but in owl form. So I can't say that I actually saw like a witch turn into this giant owl. But I have come across big ass owls that I perceived as, holy shit, it's a lechuza. I'm hauling ass home. I uh, spent the night at, or spent the night at this girl's house that I was dating when I was in high school. <laughs> she lived down the street from me. Well, I got stuck in her house because her mom came home before I could leave, so I had to stay there till like super late at night. And I snuck out finally, and I hear like fucking just wings flapping i look up and i see this huge fucking owl just fly into her tree and i was like yep i fucked up i'm going home and i'm just you know (laughs) because to keep them away you're supposed to curse them out so like i'm just running down the street and this is back when i could run you know i can't run anymore i got that little (laughs) chill but i'm running down the street and i'm like fuck you you stupid bitch you're not gonna get me fuck you and i get home and my dad's like what the fuck's wrong with you i was like nothing just leave me alone just fucking leave me alone so here's another one, and this one's more paranormal, and I just want to get your thoughts on this one because this is a very well-known one, La Llorona. Oh, yeah. Um, we all have heard that story, man. We've mm-hmm. all heard that story, and I and I love it too uh, because because sometimes, <clears throat> uh, like, uh, depending on where you're from, the story is told just a little bit different. Yep. You know, because I, I grew up in um, – in San Antonio and Poteet. So there there's this uh this road off of Lemming and there's a small little bridge uh in, in that area. And <clears throat> our story goes, is the way we were told as as kids, is that if you if you're going down that road and you turn off your headlights and you park your car and you hear a woman crying in the distance, 
that you know of course you, you should never go go out of your car to investigate because i'll just be just, just stupid of you yes never make that mistake <laughs> but, but the but the crying turns into a baby's crying and the baby crying turns into a child's crying the child's crying turns into a man's crying so all this time when we talk about uh the uh, lariana it's like I, I it didn't hit me until much later that what they're trying to keep us away from is a skinwalker yeah you know and <clears throat> and again that parallel man because like what what if the story that they're telling is the story of a skinwalker it's just that it, they have they they just they just always been told that it, that it's that it's the 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 weeping woman and and not the skinwalker, you know. Yeah, that I mean, and that makes <laughs> sense. And I've never thought of that. That's that's a great that's a good theory. Yeah, because in our area, you know, we we've had a uh, uh, you know uh, throughout history, the indigenous peoples, uh, you know, skinwalker is one of the one of the prime uh, uh, one of the prime paranormal encryptors that they that they have skinwalkers. Yeah, and we're so close to 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 Mexico, you know all those stories bleed into into our area yeah. so like 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 what if the stories are is just a different telling of what a skinwalker is yeah you know and you know i and i don't give a shit they still scare the shit out of me <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely man i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say um i've ever encountered a skinwalker but i would never want to encounter one at all um the closest thing that i've ever even heard like a crying or anything we had gone out to chapita's grave back in fuck maybe it was like 98 99 and um so it's off of highway 666 and we were out there trying to find her grave and we finally found it and we heard what sounded like crying yeah and i was like yeah fuck this we're leaving but then i start thinking i'm like well maybe it was like coyotes or something you know like howling in the background and we just thought it was you know somebody crying so we we just fucking booked it man so but yeah that was a that's a really good theory i mean the, there's skin i mean there might be skinwalkers everywhere and we just don't know and could tie into that legend that's a really good that's dude that's like wow like that's a yeah, good yeah. one <laughs> yeah like when i was doing research for the book it was and like there's so many parallels on how that story goes and and, and what the story is about the skinwalkers and like it's like man like what if what what if like it's just just the same thing it's the same yeah. identity it's just told told differently told you know? differently yeah damn okay so here's one here's one bigfoot oh hell yeah i love bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> so i, I know Haley touched on a little bit about your your love for Bigfoot, but uh, are are you the believer one hundred percent that we have? Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Okay, because uh, Sasquatch is is in my opinion the most plausible one you can mm -hmm. you can have out of out of most of the cryptozoology ca catalog. Yeah, and if you haven't done so, uh, I would highly suggest that you just take a little little. Um, snippets of reading from dr grover Kranz. now dr grover Kranz is one of the leading uh cryptozoologists who spent the other half of his professional career after after being uh, a highly renowned anthropo uh, anthropologist into cryptozoology and trying to prove the existence of of uh, sasquatch through uh, evolution uh through uh gene mutations and things like that mm -hmm. uh and 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 I've I've done I've done the the scientific research side, and then there's also the side of, of Sasquatch that is fascinating, and that's the magical side of, of, of Sasquatch. How Sasquatch can um, can enter and exit the fourth dimension at will. Yes. And, yes. And uh, Sasquatch uh, can um, alter uh, alter the space around it to where uh, you like if you were just to see a glimpse of them then he just stands still and then everything just kind of like fades yeah like invisibility invisibility right yeah, yeah. uh but not but not not a hundred percent visibility uh because he just mimics the he's like a super camouflage person and he, and he kind of just like uh has this chameleon effect uh but yeah. it's not like invisible to where he disappears yeah but he, he just mimics the the surround surrounding around him to you know to for him to go away yeah. So when we did the when we did the the, the episode for Bigfoot, we kind of thought of it as like how the predator 
has that camouflage. When yes. You, go, you know, like it's not yeah. complete invisibility, but it's kind of like a reflective type of invisibility to where he just kind of blends in. But you could still see him if he were just to move in the slightest. Yeah. And I love I I, I absolutely love the uh, the scientific part of it, too, because uh, you have uh, you have uh gigantism in humans beings already and, and you have yeah. and, and i forget the and i forget the, the disease where you grow hair everywhere yeah yeah uh, and uh it's uh, well i think they nicknamed it the wolfman disease or something like that yeah yeah um so it is it is plausible that that uh sasquatch is just this outcasted uh humanoid creature and and this and through evolution just evolved to be this six foot seven foot gigantic humanoid creature that's covered in hair because naturally you know you just want to protect your body so the body just does that uh you know just grows hair as, as protection yeah uh the whole fourth dimension thing is incredibly fascinating and i absolutely love how deep you you can go into theories of not only sasquatch but like the wendigo and and also skinwalkers of uh they can manipulate the fourth dimension and then they can just reside in it as long as you want to and then come out and and do what they got to do and and go back in yeah i mean and that would explain uh, why we we haven't caught one you know per se right because people do claim that oh i i have bigfoot whatever i caught bigfoot you know but i mean it that that is very plausible because i mean where where are they where do they live what do they right eat? what do they do you know what, what so like all are they nomads like what what what's going on so dr uh dr christ uh was doing his investigations and and you know said like well it's plausible that they can live in like the most remote of areas because they can survive in in harsh conditions so like if if, if places that don't have uh human interaction they can just reside in those in those areas uh and which is why a, a lot of things he said was that the population of the sasquatch kind of merged into all of the woods because of of uh, the western expansion of from from around the 1700s and 1800s uh they he was theorizing that sasquatch was living harmoniously with with indigenous peoples uh but then comes you know the the push west yeah. and and drove them all into the highlands of the mountains and in the in the forests uh, and into and into northern canada which uh i i love that too that you know a sasquatch was like screw america i'm going to canada yeah yeah i'm gonna be canadian <laughs> i don't know what this is all about but i'm gonna go up there yeah man but that fourth dimension stuff too man because they go into depth they go they go into you can only perceive things in a three-dimensional space but then if you add in the fourth dimension it goes into this perceived perceived thing of time and since uh since we cannot uh go into that that fourth realm the fourth dimension and they can they can pretty much just blink out of existence do what they gotta do live their life and just like come and just fuck with us every, every once in a while <laughs> yeah. you know what we're gonna go uh we'll, we'll let them get one sighting in and you know yeah. just, we <laughs> yeah. want to stay relevant you know we are the cryptic king we want to stay relevant <laughs> so one more before we end this because and this wasn't one that that i i had mentioned before we're gonna go ahead and skip that top one um because you said san antonio you grew up in san antonio so donkey lady bridge Oh, I have never been there. You've never been? I, I've never been. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go when, when I was a kid visiting. Uh, and I never, I've never been there. And it makes me sad. <laughs> have, you, have you been there before? <laughs> I have not. It's it's on our list of places to go. But it's kind of like Goatman Bridge in, in uh, Denton or wherever the hell it is um it's just so like flooded with people because you know because people hear about it all the time so you go and there's just so many people out there that that want to go and that are there so it's it's hard to get the county to close it off so that you can do a proper investigation you know right right so uh we have not gone but i do um remember my buddy al he grew up in san antonio and he was telling me a lot about you know 
being at Donkey Lady Bridge. And we were always supposed to go like that was one of our things um, that we wanted to do. But one day it'll be on our list just to go see if we can either catch something or debunk something. So I, I don't Wait, know. I've been to the, to, the, to the tracks. So the tracks. Yes, I went to the tracks and I was the car did move. We did have fingerprints on the back of the hood, which was kind of creepy. But then the logical side kicks in and I'm like, well, we have greases on our fingers. And, you know, when we close the trunk, close the, close anywhere, the trunk, yeah. anywhere you touch, yeah. there's going to be fingerprints because you leave those fingerprints on your car. So can I say kids pushed us out of the way? I don't know, because even, we went way before Ghost Adventures did, you know, because Ghost Adventures actually debunked it. Um, they had some a survey guy go out there and, and show that yeah, had this, it's incline, on a yeah. little, very tiny incline, but it's enough yeah. of an incline that it moves your car. So we, but we do know that a tragedy actually did happen there. There was actually a bus that was hit, and you know, kids were killed back in was it like the fifties or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm so down, but uh. Karen in the comments said proper coyotes don't sound like anything but coyotes scaring themselves if you are in the dark in the middle of nowhere, but definitely their own sound, which is true. And this I, I know what coyotes sound like, but I don't care. I'm still chalking it up to coyotes, even though it sounded like crying. It was it sounds coyote. like crying, doesn't it? It yes, sounds like it crying. Was a coyote. We're gonna, <laughs> just going to say it was a coyote. I'm, I'm good. I need my sleep. I need my sleep. So, Anthony, man, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for being my guest tonight, man. It was a blast. Um, yeah, go ahead and tell the people where to me, find you, where to find the podcast and what you guys have coming up. Give them your spiel. Yeah, so we are 50 states of terror. Uh, we take one cryptid for each state and we do a you know 30 to 45 minute episode. We do research on it. We do the social and economic impacts uh, that that might either uh, have people make up the story or the plausibility of the it could be real and it's, and it's, and it's uh, out there, which I am the one who says, yes, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> we are at 50 states of terror. On most of your socials, except for Twitter, you take out the of. Uh, I am on Facebook as author AJ Diaz. Uh, you can hit me up there and um, you can uh, follow all of my socials on vocal media and my blog where I have um, my short stories. Uh, I have uh, some of, I think I have some of my book up there for to free to, uh, to read. Uh, and and yeah, um, we love what we do. Thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you for having me on, man. This, Hell yeah, this man. Is Hell yeah. Blast. I, I can talk about cryptids and paranormal for the next like six hours. Dude, man. It's, Yo, it's, dude same here, <laughs> but I got to take a nap before I go to work. I got to go be scuba Steve in a bit. So, you know, well. there's that too. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, um, you guys be sure to follow them and listen to their podcast. They're on Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts consume them what listen to them it's a great podcast they're very in-depth with their with their episodes and you will learn a lot trust me you will learn a lot um and if anybody out there knows any publishers get him published get, get them in contact <laughs> this man needs to he needs to publish his book all right let's make it happen but as always ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you for joining me on this episode of somewhat supernatural as always i am your host with the ghost the prince of the paranormal the duke of the dead your ghost daddy lord scuba cabra saying see you later oh and we are having an episode next week with dark side paranormal which is my ghost hunting team and we're going to be talking about our upcoming investigation which is next saturday we will be heading back to yorktown memorial hospital be sure to tune in i'll see you guys next week Latest. Hell yeah.